Hello, my name is Vanessa, and you are listening to my podcast, A Journey with Vanessa Chu. This is part three of my series on grief, and I've been talking about the grieving process I've been going through over the last few months and sharing some insight I've gained as I'm rereading the book, You Are Here, Discovering the Magic of the Present Moment by Thich Nhat Hanh. Check out my previous two episodes before this one if you haven't already. Last week's episode was called Grief 101, Facing Our Pain. And the week before that was Grief 101, Embracing Uncomfortable Emotions. There are so many lessons I've taken from this book and a theme that Tick writes about a lot and lived out in his life. Um, was mindfulness and being present. And this is what I've been trying to practice consistently, especially over the last few years. During the toughest times, though, I often thought, I wish I could get past all of the hard, uncomfortable stuff in this grieving process and just get to the end, or at least the most difficult emotions. I want to press the fast forward button and get to future Vanessa, who isn't hurting anymore and back to her regular self. But you know what I discovered? How to get to that future version of Vanessa. I had to be present in the moment. Like Tick says later on in this book, the future is being made out of the present. So the best way to take care of the future is to take care of the present moment. It makes sense. My future is going to be defined by what I'm doing in the present. I can't get to future Vanessa who is healed and is feeling strong and confident again if I'm not taking care of present Vanessa who is hurting and sad. I need to take care of my present self. But there are things that take us away from the present moment, like our thoughts, our worries, our fears. In chapter two, Tick writes, in daily life, we are often lost in thought. We get lost in regrets about the past and fears about the future. We get lost in our plans, our anger, and our anxiety. At such moments, we cannot really be here for ourselves. We are not really here for life. It is so easy to get lost in thought. I remember when I first started working with my business coach. I was talking some things out with her about some challenges I was going through, and um, she gave me an exercise to do. She asked me to keep a thought journal for a week. So I wrote down all of my thoughts, and I also wrote down how long I would spend thinking about whatever I was thinking about. And I made um, notes of which thoughts stopped me or got in the way of working towards my goals, like whether they were my daily goals or my bigger um, weekly, monthly, or yearly goals. At the end of that week, I realized how much time I spent lost in my thoughts. Sometimes it happened to me multiple times a day, but after doing the thought journal for seven days straight, I was way more aware. And Of course, it takes practice and awareness to bring yourself back into the present moment because what will happen sometimes is you go down the rabbit hole of um, negativity or you start ruminating or like Tick wrote in that passage, you get lost in your anger and anxiety or things about the past or the future. 
as I'm working on being mindful and present uh, over the last few years, and especially throughout this grief journey, I've realized that this practice has been so helpful in managing things we can't control. I remember saying to my therapist after this relationship breakup, why is this happening? What is happening right now? Because I was in so much distress and pain and was feeling so sad and I was trying to process everything and all the emotions. She said with so much kindness, oh, Vanessa, life, life is happening right now. You are experiencing life. And part of life is knowing that there is a beginning and an end to everything. Sometimes an unpredictable end. Everything in life is an experiment. Everything I'm doing right now, everything you are doing right now is an experiment. We can't possibly know or predict how every single thing is going to turn out. And when we make peace with that, it makes such a huge difference in our mindsets and our perspectives. In another part of this chapter, Tick explains When we look deeply at the nature of things, we see that in fact everything is impermanent. Nothing exists as a permanent entity. Everything changes. Sometimes we don't know when that change will happen. So this is why he says it's so important to stay grounded in the present. How will we respond to that change when it comes around though? Will we embrace or ignore? Will we accept or avoid? I did a daily mindfulness challenge at the beginning of the year, and it was led by Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield. They are both super awesome mindfulness and meditation experts and teachers. Definitely look up their work if you haven't heard of them. Um, but one of the days they led focused on equanimity. And equanimity is when you can approach everything in life all your experiences with a balanced mind. If you've heard of the phrase calm and collected, that's basically what equanimity is. But they also explain that it doesn't mean that you act like you don't care about the experiences, good or bad, that come up in your life. It means that you have the understanding that the nature of life is all about beginnings and endings that your response to every experience comes from a peaceful heart. In that daily reflection, they write, life has both pleasure and pain, gain and loss, praise and blame. The question we face is, how are we going to respond to this? There are two ways, with fear, reactivity and contraction, or with clarity and wisdom. To help me focus on equanimity now when something happens in my life, whatever the situation is, I tell myself that I want to respond to that situation with a balanced mind instead of reacting to it out of emotion. I really wanted to approach this experience of pain and loss with clarity and wisdom and what helped me was being present in all those moments, in those beginnings and endings. Every moment 
I spent with that other person while we were together was very significant and meaningful to me. And I truly believe I was as present as I could have been at the very beginning, where everything was new and wonderful and a time where I felt so much joy. And this mindset helped me live with gratitude, gratitude for that person and the relationship. And then Um, being present at the end of that relationship, acknowledging my pain and sadness and giving myself permission to feel whatever I needed and wanted to feel. I checked in with myself often in the first few months when the grief was quite heavy and overwhelming. Um, How am I responding to this grief and all the emotions that come with it? And how will I continue to respond to all of it? How am I responding to the pain and loss? And you know from my first episode in this series on grief that it was really difficult for me to respond to this pain and loss with a peaceful heart. Part of the process is letting yourself feel that pain and sadness because those emotions are part of life. And it's all about consistent practice and stretching that muscle because I know this will not be the last time I experience pain and loss in my life. I'm learning how to ride a motorcycle right now and everything is new and exciting and also a little bit nerve wracking. But you know how I'm going to get better at it and gain more confidence? Practice. Just like mindfulness and mindset work, it takes consistent practice. A good friend reminded me that the end of this relationship doesn't mean the end of my personal journey. And I know she's right. This relationship was a part of my journey to becoming who I need and want to be in this life. And I'm choosing to continue learning, growing, and evolving even through the painful moments. The end of this relationship made me think about having a different perspective on endings. It allowed me to shift my mindset and think about what is really important to me while I'm still alive on this earth right now because tomorrow is promised to no one. What are the things that bring me joy and make my life richer and more meaningful? Reflecting on this question then allows me to have a new start in whatever I decide to put my energy into next in my life. Sometimes, though, the grief and sadness come back every now and then, less so than before, but it comes in waves. And right now I'm working on managing those emotions as I'm learning to let go. And I'll get into the practice of letting go in next week's episode. I appreciate you for listening. Please like and subscribe to my show if you haven't done that already. And consider rating and writing a review so it helps others find my podcast. If you have any questions or would like to connect with me, my email address is hello at vanessachu.com.